everybody. It's another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on Halloween evening, October 31st, 2017. That, of course, was The Police with Omega Man. Played that song for two reasons in the Halloween spirit. Number one, it is off the album Ghost in the Machine. And secondly, of course, Omega Man was also a uh, post-apocalyptic Chuck Heston vehicle from the 70s. That's correct. Chuck Heston and his co-star Rosalind Cash, who was uh, she was like a uh, like a seventies black exploitation. Uh huh. She uh, was also an earthquake, I believe, or not? I think she might have been. Okay, she might have been. She and she did a lot of those movies, but uh, good for what it was. Yeah, you know, of course. Like creepy, like a weird, like campy, creepy kind of end of the world movie. Yes, and I think it's also was that also Lincoln Kil- Kilpatrick, another one of those seventies. Was Omega Man also a? Uh, was it a Robert Ludlum novel as well? No, that's different. I'm thinking of a different. No, it was based on a, on a book that was it was remade about four or five times. One was a Vincent Price movie. Okay, it was made again with uh, um, I Am Legend. You know, the, uh, right, the right, Smith the Will movie. Smith vehicle. I think right? it was made about four, in four. That's true. I'm thinking versions. of something else. Anyway, that voice you hear, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed, he is back. The one, the only, Ag. What is up? What's up? Yes, indeed. Yay, Halloween. Yay. <laughs> I know, not your favorite. Uh, you will be interested to know, or maybe not, but uh, I hadn't dressed up for Halloween in about 10 years. Um, I was really? A, only 10 years? Really? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I went to probably, it, I, probably the last party that I went to that required a costume uh, was probably, I'm going to say probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was, I probably rehashed an older costume from the early aughts, which was basically Top Gun, which was basically just like a jumpsuit and sunglasses, so it wasn't like I put a lot of effort into it. Uh, In any event, this year I went with uh, a group of friends, Um, again, didn't require a lot of effort, and I was... (laughs) <laughs> Thurston Howell III. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love yes, it. exactly. So, and uh, and our group won. We had a little. Uh, apparently, there was some sort of a contest at this bar that our friend threw the party, and our group won. So, oh, so you all did the Gilligan's Island? Thing. Yes, we all dressed up as Gilligan's Island. Correct. Yes, uh, the so woman was, was Ginger the big winner. Uh, well, I mean, we won as a group. But I'm saying within your group. Oh. Uh, she was, I mean, the women certainly put more effort into it than the men's, um, but, uh, kind of a recurring theme. I have to say, yes, I have to say Lovey, uh, really, she, she really went all out. The woman that played Lovey. I'd never met her before either, by the way, but, uh, she was good. And then her husband was the skipper and he had like, he was kind of a, you know, Sort of a, a husky, port, a portly fellow. Yeah, yeah, a little long in the waistband. Uh, no, he wasn't really, but I mean, he wasn't skinny either. Uh, but he had a big shock of white hair, mm-hmm. and so then he had like the blue shirt on, and the, I mean, he looked great. It was, it was, it was, it was actually for the first time in a long time, it was actually a pretty fun Halloween. Were you able to stay in character? Like, did you talk in the in the Thurston Howell fashion uh, throughout the evening for a little while? For a little while, yes. And of course, sometimes I slipped into Oh my go, you've done it again. Oh, nice. <laughs> of course. I mean, uh, was he a Yale man or no, was a Harvard man? Uh, Oh, the, uh, the the millionaire? Yeah, uh, I don't remember. It's a good question. A it's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I said the last time I dressed up for Halloween was when I was ten years old. Yeah, that's probably about right. Say. Yeah, that sounds that that sounds about right. And you know, of course, going going to New York City public school when you were told specifically told do, do not, not go to school on Halloween. <laughs> that kind of uh, that, that pretty, really put a damper. Well, you know, you couldn't walk outside without getting eggs. That's true. And and it wasn't just Halloween. It was like two days after. It was like an after like the, the aftershocks where you could still get thrown at two, one or two days. That's you so know, true. You walk down the street, just eggs. 
everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Everywhere. I remember taking the school bus. Oh, what a horror this freaking city was. <laughs> this city was just a disaster. <laughs> I remember going to going to school on the bus to Polly and and the bus getting mercilessly egged like pretty much the whole ride like yeah, every neighborhood we went great? through yeah. like it didn't matter because the, because the school but you know Polly's in Bay Ridge and I obviously live in Cobble Hill and so you know we would go, go like through Cobble Hill through Park Slope through parts of Benson or Bay Ridge and like and every neighborhood, neighborhood was, was safe every neighborhood it was just an egg fest yeah like Park Slope I'm sure you really got hammered because Park Slope was not what it even though there was always those beautiful brownstones everywhere well Park Slope, uh, going up and down uh, third or fourth or fifth. Well, we Avenue. didn't do. We never did not that. Fun. What we did is we went up Atlantic Avenue till it split into Flatbush, and then went along like Central uh, Prospect Park West, which right. was always nice. Right, and then like looped around, and then like went. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. And then I think we got on the BQE or something. Well, I'm down sure the but, Flatbush Avenue stretch was was lovely. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. The Atlantic yeah. Avenue to Flatbush Avenue extension wasn't the greatest. Yeah, right. And not not the greatest in the eighties. Oh, and speaking of New York in, in the eighties and or the 70s. Uh, speaking of the Omega Man, if you noticed, did you watch the last episode of The Deuce? I'm, I'm like three episodes behind. Oh, okay. They show the marquee at two movie theaters and one is Ducky Sucker, which is a James Coburn Rod Steiger vehicle. Mm. That big big audio dynamite, Mick Jones from The Clash, sec- you know, his band after The Clash, they play a lot of samples from that movie, Ducky Sucker. Uh, it was, you know, it was in the same vein as like those spaghetti westerns. Right, right. Uh, and then also the next, the movie next to it is The Omega Man starring Charlton Heston on the marquee. Anyway, we digress. Big show to get to tonight. A lot of NFL, a little college football, some World Series musings, and some Major League Baseball news as far as the managers are concerned. And if there's time, we may actually talk about the New York Knickerbockers, which would be, and it may actually even be positive for the first They've time. They've actually in a long looked on like a basketball team for the last two days. Uh, it's shocking. Three, actually, three in a row. Right. Yeah. But that game against the Cavaliers, which I thought the two teams switched uniforms. Right. Yeah, no, it was, uh, well, we'll get to that hopefully at the end of the show. But we'll start with the NFL. And, uh,. I guess we could start with my lines, if if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, yet another brutal loss to add to your very impressive catalog. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. It, I and I, you texted me this the other day. Uh, full disclosure, and I, I told you, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Will Ferrell, and and I'm like Ron Burgundy in the Anchorman. I, like when when Baxter ate a wheel of cheese and pooped in the fridge. I'm not, I'm not even I'm mad. Not even, I'm not even I'm mad. Actually, I'm actually kind of impressed. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even mad. I, I, oh, Baxter. <laughs> oh, I love you so much, Baxter. I love you. I understands me. Um, but no, seriously, I'm not even mad because, look, the, it, I've been saying this all year. The Lions, the, first of all, there's two things, two themes with the Lions. First of all, we have no playmakers except for the quarterback and Glover Quinn sometimes. Uh, other than that, we have no playmakers on the defensive line. Ziggy Ansah is MIA. I guess he's playing. He's been, you know, he's on the injury report every every week with the knee. So I assume that's hindering his 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 performance. Uh, so we get nothing on the D line. We get nothing out of the linebacking core. I mean, Jared Davis has had an okay year for a rookie, but he's not like a big splash player guy, right? Nobody makes splash players. But as, but as a rookie, as, as long as you he's did, been fine, you making progress. No, I have no problems with him. I'm not saying he was a bad pick. My point is that we at, don't at this point in time, have, have playmakers, right? We don't have splash players. And number twenty three. Can can go jump in a lake, as far as I'm concerned, Mister Self-Anointed Big Play Slay. Here's an idea: when you call yourself Big Play Slay, make a big play. Don't always come up small at the end of the game, which get, he has or done get, this or year. Or get held for get a call for holding. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He he killed us again in the Steelers game. He was 
atrocious against the Panthers, who, by the way, Panthers have not scored. They couldn't score a touchdown against another team if their lives depended on it. But, of course, against the Lions, Cam Newton looked like Johnny Unitas, and we made slow, fat Kelvin Benjamin look like Jerry Rice. It was infuriating beyond belief. And even in that game, when the Lions had a chance to get a stop on third and eight and get the ball back with plenty of time to go down the field and score, Slay allows an easy completion on a square in to Kelvin Benjamin assault that game away. And then, yeah, I saw the other night one of the Lions uh, beat writers wrote, oh, Darius Slay, when covering Antonio Brown and was targeted, you know, one completion for nine yards. That's great. And listen, Darius Slay's a good player. Here's the, this brings me to my next theme with the Lions. Lots of good players, not great players, a bunch of good players who have at critical times this year made not good plays. And he's been a prime example of that. Condre Diggs is a prime example of that. On Sunday night, he made a couple of really nice plays. Then he blew the play against Juju Smith-Schuster for the 97-yard touchdown. Um, Daniel Fells has been a revelation, except or Darren Fells, rather. Except drops the dropped touchdown. The tu- dropped the touchdown Sunday night. Marvin Jones was having a really good game. Dropped the dropped touchdown. touchdown Sunday night. Last drive. I mean, you know, that's... Golden you know, Tate. Golden Tate. Drops the ball. Right. Just, just Nobody around him just, just basically... Coughs the ball up and fumbles the ball on no contact. I mean, that, that's what I mean. That's basically been the theme of the lines this year: is good players making bad plays at the worst possible time, and then we don't have enough playmakers to to make up for it. We just don't. Again, you got the quarterback and Glover Quinn. That's it. None of the receivers are big play guys. I mean, listen, Golden Tate's a nice player. Marvin Jones is okay. Eric Ebron gives you nothing. I mean, even that big play he got. Here's an idea. How about you stop your oh, plant? You're about when he was rumbling, bumbling down the sidelines yes. late in the game? Correct. Yeah. Here's an idea. Maybe I'm being too hard on him, so you're more objective about this than I because you know I can't stand the player. Um, how about you put your foot in the ground, you cut back, and you try to run somebody over, and you do everything you can to try to get in the end zone and score on that play. It looked to me like he was exhausted by the end of the play, and, and, he, right, and he, he went out of, bounds. Out of bounds. Yes. Yeah, I... I yeah, I mean, it didn't jump out at me as, as, okay. as that, but um, like I said, I could be yeah. being too hard on him. That that's he made a nice play as he, as he was running. It's like, wow, is that is that eighty five? He so actually made somebody. He made Sean Davis miss in the open field, maybe the first time ever in his career. The matchup nightmare. Who never wins his matchups and can't catch the ball. But other than that, he's a matchup nightmare. Yeah, the, the Lions fans have, uh, have turned him into public enemy number one. Yes, well, he had he had a horrible game against the Panthers where he dropped a touchdown on the first drive of the game, went to settle for a field goal, uh, and then he dropped like two more passes. That, so now every time anything even comes near him that he doesn't catch, he gets booed. Yeah, I mean it's it's. But he did not get traded today, so we're they're stuck with him for the remainder of this year anyway. But he, I am barring a second half surge. Uh, he will Doesn't not be back with the team back. next year. No. no, he will not be back with the team next year, uh, and, and rightfully so. Look, there's no reason. I mean, it wasn't Bob Quinn's pick. There's no allegiance there. There's no loyalty, and nor should there be. And, uh, yeah, he hasn't given you any reason to no. resign. No, I mean, again, even you last just, you year, got, you just move on. You're different, different, like you said, different regime. You just got to right. Exactly. Cut this isn't a quarterback we're talking about. It's a tight end. They're a dime a dozen. Guys like Eric Ebron are a dime a dozen. You get them in the fourth round if you know what you're doing. So. Uh, I mean, look at the best receiving tight ends in the league right now. Travis Kelsey was, what, a second or a third round pick? I mean, we talk about him all the time, but I use that guy as an example. So, got anyway. Some, got some moves. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, yes, he do. Yes, he do. <laughs> um, but listen, I, I wasn't even that upset. And here's the thing. I, this is not a very good team. Um, it's not a terrible team. I mean, this isn't, you know, the Matt Millen era Lions, you know. They could easily they, I, look. They could be an eight-win team. They could be a six-win team with a couple of breaks. They might even squeak out ten wins. Who knows? 
You know, they play Green Bay this Monday night without Aaron Rodgers. Of course, Green Bay's coming off a bye, so, you know, Hundley's had extra time now to prepare, and it's in Green Bay, so, you know, we got to play, you know, 16 on, on 11 with the refs and Well, they're like, they're like most teams in the NFL, which 6 and 10 to 10 and 6. Yep. Break here or there. A couple, you know, right. That's like my, my squad's in the exact same, same boat. Eh, I'm, look, here's the thing. All those those comeback wins we got last year, none of them, we're not getting any of them this year, yeah. right? We've had we've trailed in the fourth quarter of almost every game this year, and we we have almost had a chance to win the game late, and all those times, you know, Stafford did it eight times last year, which is insane. And he has unless been, you're Brady and Rodgers, you can't you can't rely on having it no having it happen every time. Of course, if you're Brady and Rodgers, you're going to get a lot of help from yes. you know with a late hit or you know yes. the pass or, uh-huh. you know or the other bad pass interference. Other teams are going to drop an interception. Yep, yep. You know you're going to or the quarterback. You know one of those guys is going to fumble and then uh, you know you'll. you'll the offensive line will pick it. Will right. It. The ball bounced right back to an offensive lineman instead of to the other team. Yeah. I, I would love to see if there was a charted statistic for how many interceptions Brady should have thrown this year that were drops. He has to have, like, over his career, like, f- over 50 interceptions. Like, guys that just dropped the ball. I mean, we've yeah. I've seen it four times already this year, at least. So, um, anyway. And one drive that, um, where the Texans would have, yes. uh, would have clinched with a uh, – Brady fumbled, yep. of course. Offensive line falls yep. on it, and he throws an interception. As, yep. the guy, as the guy hits the ground and starts rolling over, the yep. ball somehow squirts out. Uh-huh. That would have ended the game. Yep. No, but then of course he throws a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, he, oh, well, that was on second and twenty something. Then he completed a pet, and then the guy should have intercepted it and ended the game. Then of course they make the completion on third and twenty four right. to get a fresh set of downs, and then he makes a sick throw to Brandon Cooks, who somehow managed to get his tiny little feet. And with, barely with, in with bounds, no space, right? right. With no space uh, against the, the sideline in the end zone. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, but anyway, so listen, I, I, I'm not even. I, yes, I, those two guys are probably the best who ever played the game. Oh know, yeah, no, look, they're really not, good. I mean, it's, it's just so Mon- frustrating. Montana's up we there have, too. We have such a sports hate against these guys. Oh, I know, I know. Well, listen, I, I, I Brady is the best and the luckiest quarterback I've ever Correct. seen. Yeah, so I think I, that's fair. By the way, both things can be true. I think that's fair. Yes. Um, but no, look, I wasn't even get, I, I didn't get, I didn't raise a peep watching that Lions game Sunday night. I, I got a little excited and some of the good stuff happened. I didn't get upset once when any of the bad stuff happened. Once. The, the 97 yard touchdown, Juju Smith Schuster, I just sat there and was kind of like, huh. I mean, I, it's what I come to expect now with this team. It's my, what they do. It is. I mean, my expectation level is extremely low and. You know, look, we, we've got a coach that you know goes is aggressive when you shouldn't be aggressive, and then is and then is passive when you sh- when you shouldn't be passive. I mean, you're, you're punishing another uh, another punt in that game. He did. It was his first game back, though. Was the excuse? It was uh, his first, he's okay. been out for the first five weeks of the season. Um, but no, look, down thirteen twelve, beginning you know late in the third quarter, kick the field goal, please. Okay, especially here's the here's the thing that really here's the one thing I will say. Caldwell has some good qualities, right? Team always plays hard for him. Team seems to like him. A lot of the nonsense seems to have calmed down, right, with all the personal foul penalties we used to get called for and all that other stuff. So he has some good qualities. But he's conservative to a fault, and the the coaching staff as a whole does not seem to self-evaluate very well because, you know, if you don't know that you can't – you know that the Lions this year are 0 for 3 and 4 for 10, so – so four for thirteen on either third and fourth and ones this Oof, year. That's brutal. Uh huh. The league average is sixty six percent, and the lines are in the thirties. 
Yeah. So, if so, you, so you're, you're kicking the field goal in that spot? Absolutely. It gives you the lead. Why not? You have a whole quarter left to play. Right. And it wasn't like this was some crazy shootout game where you got to score touchdowns. The score was going to make it 15-13. Yeah. It was 13-12 at that point, right? I mean, I guess at that point he's just relying on, he's relying on his defense to get you the ball back. Well, right. but that's the other thing. The, the defense in that game had shown no proclivity to get you the ball back. It, it, the Lions actually got very lucky. Steelers dropped a touchdown in the first drive of the game. Right, but yeah, that's right. They had a few. Uh, the, yeah. Roethlisberger missed a wide-open Eli Rogers in the end zone on another play. Missed a wide-open Darius Hayward. Rodgers also dropped a touchdown. Right, Dro- yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Rodgers dropped one. Darius Bay was wide open. Darius Hayward Bay was wide open, and, and Roethlisberger missed him on that. And he, Schuster dropped one. Schuster dropped one. He missed a wide open Jesse James down the seam. One. I mean, the Lions have blown coverages in the secondary more than any team I've ever seen. Uh, my, my team's right up there with you. Um, so yeah. So I mean, so that's the thing. Like, understand the you know sort of the the, the pace and the feel of the game. Uh, Jim Caldwell. I mean, it, this wasn't like it was going to be some crazy shootout, but also your defense was not exactly stymieing the Steelers. Yes, they did a decent job against um, Le'Veon Bell, but you know, again, take the lead, and then when you're down eight, then you then you kick the field goal. See, that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense right. when you have a chance to kick the field goal to take the lead. Why would you not do that? Then when you're down eight. And you have to. You would think you'd want to tie the game, and it's way later in the game. Then you kick the field goal. Now we got lucky because the Lions got the ball back once and should have gotten it back twice to have a chance to score a touchdown and win the and game. And when they got the ball back the first time, they had a touchdown. Except Marvin Jones didn't catch the ball. Correct. And then you know, and then they got they. Well, listen, that's the thing. Like when Golden Tate got down there the time before, I was like, this is the worst possible situation. First and goal from the four. It's the worst situation for right. the line because we have no running game. Zero running game whatsoever, none to speak of. And during your sack, you're going to go for it. And you're not going to get it, right? And we don't have receivers that can you can just throw the fade to, and that are just better than the other guy. You can right. go up and get the ball. We don't have it. At any. that point, you're almost hoping for a sack to force you to kick a field goal. Um, <laughs> pr- pr- practically, yeah, yeah, practically. I mean, that's uh, well. I really did not think he was going to go for it there. I was very surprised. But anyway, that's it with the lines. Uh, enough with them. Um, again, would I be surprised if they beat Green Bay Monday night? Not really, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lose either. I mean, they, I feel like you know, that's just kind of who they are. They're just in the middle. It's the, the NFL in general this year is pretty mediocre, uh, more so than normal. There's a couple of pretty good, really good teams. Rest, you know, obviously, you know, the Niners are awful. The Browns are awful. Um, the Giants' record is awful. Um, and now with all their injuries, they really are a bad team. But – um, they just suspended Janoris Jenkins. They as well. did. They did. Yeah, uh, he violated team rules. Not surprising. Uh, the Jackrabbit slash Jackass. Yes. Um, so look, it, like I said, Lions. I, I wouldn't be shocked at the end of the year. Lions are ten and six, and and, and that somehow wins that division. I, I'm not a believer in Minnesota. I know they're five and two or whatever. Uh, I'm not a big believer in them. Green Bay, obviously, without Aaron Rodgers, it's a huge loss for them. Um, and uh, so you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll move on to your team, which, uh, you know, is controversy there's, every there's, day. There's a lot going on with that. I mean, there's just controversy every day from your your, your loathsome owner. I mean, if, 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 if people needed any more reason to hate the Cowboys, boy, I mean. Is he, he doesn't help. Is he served it up on a silver platter. Well, now now he's going to war with the other owners. And I know. And war with the commissioner. I know. Just, Listen, it, I, look, I, I'm not coming after you. You're just a fan. I get it. But, uh 
You know, there were it's, years. It's, it's, try, it's trying my fandom. I, I, I would imagine. I mean, there were years there where, I mean, look, when Jimmy Johnson cut my boy, Mike Beasley, uh, after he had that really good preseason when Emmett Smith held out and then he caught him for Lincoln Coleman, uh, I was pretty angry at the right. Cowboys. Right. Um, and was never really, obviously, a huge fan of those teams. A, because they were so good and, you know, Jimmy Johnson could be, could grade on you. Um, but I've never, you know, but for, for, for in, the, in the most, in the, in the, in the Garrett era, even in the, you know, even the Parcells, like I never, I mean, I, I always kind of root against them a little bit just because of their brand. But I didn't right. have a, like, I don't, I don't hate them the way I hate the Patriots, right? right. Like I, yeah. now there, there's no team I hate more in pro sports than the Cowboys. And it's because of your owner and it's because of, of the, and it's because of the running back too. I, but your run, that running back drives me insane because. Well, be, you really just because of the first down feed me thing. Is that, is that the thing that's they really? Uh, I mean, is that was is that was driving most of this. Pretty much. Well, I mean, again, he, he's, in, become, in the, he's be, actually he has become less of a knucklehead um, in the context though of all that's swirling around him. You would think that would you would want to just keep your head down and just be thrilled that you're allowed to play. His interviews have been much better of late. Like he's 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 been uh, account, you know he's been accountable. He doesn't duck questions. He gives you you know he's he's. It looks like he's making somewhat of an effort. I don't, I don't really care much about guys interviewed, uh, frankly. My my players, other players around the league, I feel like that's almost a no-win situation. You just adopt the Jeter philosophy there when it comes right. to the interviews, which is never give the press anything to talk was, about he ever. The, he was the, the master that, that. That to me seems like the wisest course of action to take. Correct. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean the Feed Me stuff drives me nuts. And again, it's it's in the context. And by the way, keep feeding him. Uh, keep chubbing up there, buddy. And you're going to eat yourself out of the league in about three years. Uh, he is not exactly looking uh, svelte these days. Yeah, but it hasn't affected him. Uh, for now, because he's still 23 years old or right. whatever he is. Yeah, um, running backs is four or five years and out anyway. That's true. That's no. true. They do have a short shelf life. But yeah, so I mean, it's got to be driving you nuts. All the stuff that's going on with your team. It's this not year. easy. It's not easy. I, yeah, I mean, the, the whole the whole suspension thing. It's just it's such a mess with the uh, just the, the going to war with it between the players' association and the league. Right. As you know, getting you know yo-yoed back and forth. You're suspended. You're not suspended. Well, so right now he is suspended. But that stuff. I mean, at this point, it's not. It, it isn't even. It, the debate isn't even about you know what he did or what didn't do. Now it's all about the legal. Process. Oh, it's just all legalese stuff. I know. Just, it's, it's all just, procedural. It's it's, it's it's not uh, it's not fun. But it's that, not funny. It's but, not fun. But that you know we've seen that before, right? Brady had the whole thing too with the NFL and Deflategate. I mean, we've seen that before. We've never seen an owner before basically threaten to to to. F- to, to either cut or bench players uh, that didn't stand for the national anthem. Well, this is that's all. Um, I mean, did you read that ESPN article? No. About um, about the, the the players and owners um, meeting. I did. That took place last week. Well, I, I mean, Jerry I, Jones was not invited to. Okay. Um, I mean, he was there at the meetings, but, right. but not you know in like the closed door because he because he was such a you know a lightning rod. But I mean, the, the crux of the article, and this should be no surprise to anything anybody. You know, obviously every. Every city, depending on where the city is, right. reacts to the whole kneeling thing differently. Right, and he's got gotten so much. I mean, this is one hundred percent about uh, about money. About um, this has nothing to do with his views on standing. I mean, you know, he might he, he may or may not have strong views on, it, but that's not what's driving his uh, his adamant is how adamant he's about having his players stand for the anthem. Okay, it's all driven by um, 
by his constituency who, you know, Texas. Right. Obviously. Um, of course. Yeah, it's not like San Francisco. You know, no. D- different cities. It's a uh, red state. so much backlash about the anthem. Right. That uh, it, it's, it's, it is costing me money. Right. I mean, it, 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 is, it is 100% driven by money, which should not be... Uh, well, of course. Much of a surprise to any. No. So it's, it, it isn't so much about, uh, you know, of course, what was driving me bananas also was, you know, of course, uh, our, our lovely president. You right. Know, holding up Jerry Jones, a shining example of what to do. It was right. Making, it was making me nuts. Right. Um, and not to turn this into a, into a, a political conversation. Yet, no. But, it's, but, you know, unfortunately, this is where we're at right now. Right. Like, everything is put, like, for instance. See, but. Well, for instance, just. Uh, like the Texans who, you know, because yes. to, to protest Bob McNair uh-huh. and all those guys sitting. Right. Well, you got fans cheering. At this point, cheering, fans don't even know what, they, what they're cheering cheering for anymore. Like, right. It's, 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 the lines have become so blurred between, you know, what's meant is it's protest about, about uh, you know, well, that's, uh, quality see, that's versus, the thing. versus protest. You know, that's the thing, though. See, that's that's the thing that's, that where, to me, guys like Jerry Jones have done a terrible job. He's here. not helping. He's not helping. Okay, because... This has never been ant- about an anti-American stance, an anti-national anthem stance, an anti-flag stance. This was always and has been. It originated as a protest against uh, pro- police brutality and social inequality. And that's exactly what Eric Reed said. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance, read Eric Reed's yep, op-ed read his op-ed in the New York Times. Yep, I talked about it on an earlier show where even they the, even the guys on DallasCowboys.com, you know, the podcast, uh, um, read that out. Yeah, they, they they enlisted the advice of that uh, that former Green Beret who all are uh, he's either right, Green Beret, uh, uh, Boyer, yeah. Grant Boyer, mm-hmm. who he was the one who said kneeling is the most respectful Correct. thing to do. Right. Okay, but. You know, but all course, these fake course. tough guys, like our president and, and chief, uh, the commander in chief to start yeah, with, Twitter who never chief. served a minute in the military. He's five deferments for bone spurs. Yes, yes, uh-huh. he had heel spurs. Yes, I know. Exactly. He had heel spurs. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so that's the thing. But so, the, you know, they've allowed this, uh, they've allowed this to. Uh, get you know the president basically to to blur the issue or, or make it about something that it's not. It may turn it turn into a referendum on himself, like he does everything else. Well, of course, and of course, you know, so of course, you know, to have my owner, then um, right, you know, it's just it's it's really difficult. Right. So, well, Jerry Jones is just t- he, listen. He's unless you're a Cowboys fan, and even if you are a Cowboys fan, he's tough to take in general. Anyway, I mean. He's been tough to take f- since the we've second been, he showed we've devoted, up. We've devoted entire shows to exactly. his, his, his idiocy. Exactly. He's tough to take anyway. He's as smarmy and as unctuous a character as there is in the NFL. Um, but, uh, like, by the way, you like my, you like my yeah, SAT just, words? That's very nice. Thank very you. Nice. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the on-the-field stuff, um, you got to be at least happy with the fact that you guys are certainly uh, poised – to uh, to you know make a little bit of a run here, although without yeah, Elliot, yeah, it, it won't. It, it, it yeah, poised to, to to go on a bit of a, a bit of a slide here. You got Kansas City next week. That's that's a loss. Um, that's a loss. First of all, it's Andy Reid, so it's a loss. Uh uh-huh. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a loss. You know, it's, it's at home. The Cowboys don't play well at home. Right. Um, and they're going to have receivers w- running wide open the entire game. Well, the Cowboys can't cover. And your defense is not I don't know, great. I don't know if it's the way they're being coached up. Yeah, like their, their DBs never look for the ball. 
the, they, they the lines are the same way, man. Don't ever make plays on the ball with his safeties. Corner, Skandrick, Quinn's Skandrick, the one guy we have. who can't catch, but at least he can cover people. Right. He's the only guy who can, be, who can make any plays. Jordan Lewis um, looks like he's okay. He's, he's regressed. Oh, okay. Games. I, look, I, plan, he's a rookie corner. He's going to have ups and downs. I think, I think he knows what he's doing out there. I think he'll be okay. Unfortunately, the second-round pick, Chidovia uh, Uzi, he's hurt, had, right? He's had hamstring issue yeah, all year. That's, he, you know, know that once know, that happens. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to play this year. You're cooked. Yeah, and they just keep prop. Every time he thinks right, yeah, yeah, no, it's a chronic thing. So it, you got to let that thing go um, completely. Their safeties don't co- can't cover anybody, right? Um, uh, and you know, in their corners, I mean, Anthony Brown has regressed badly. Right, gets beat badly. The kid out of Purdue, yeah, yeah, never. And another one never looks back for the ball. So right. if you don't make the play, you're yeah. going to get called for interference. That's the Nevin Lawson. Nevin um, Lawson does that too. He's usually in very good tight coverage, but he never turns his head back for the ball. Yep. They, you know, the, what is encouraging is they're off their defensive linemen are playing pretty well. I mean, between uh, between Lawrence uh, Irving, who's come back in his three games, he has five sacks. Right. And then Tyron Crawford, who has become kind of public enemy number one, only because he makes so much money because he signed that huge deal three years ago. Oh, Cowboy fans can't stand him. Not oh, because okay. Of him, it's just because he hasn't justified his contract. Oh, uh, okay. They tried to get ahead. They thought he was a player on the rise. Right. So they tried to get ahead and they got right. a huge deal. And right. it's not worked out great. But he's playing but, well this year. Yeah, but I mean, he's a guy who's like – He's kind of like a tweener between the defensive end and the defensive tackle. Right. And um, You've also and played he, some plays, terrible teams. And they, they have some terrible offensive lines. They haven't beaten anybody. I mean, yeah, the 49ers are true. atrocious. True, but... The Redskins are down make, four stars. There have been plenty of, play, plenty of teams, pl- plenty of times when these same guys have gone up against beat-up offensive lines and haven't sniffed the quarterback. All right. So at least they're getting some pressure. I mean, yes, when they I play the offensive lines and... T- Offensive line's intact. We'll see what happens. But, right. uh, but Crawford, you know, he's banged up a lot. He t- tries to play hurt. He tries to play through it. You know, and then when he doesn't produce, when he's playing hurt, he just, you know, of course the fans don't, don't care. Nobody cares about guys playing hurt and not producing. Right. So anyway, uh, the defensive line has played, is, is shown some signs. And, um, but uh, their defense is awful. It's not great. And also, the receiving core is pretty bad. My receiving core is not good. I mean, well, Terrence Williams can't catch. Terrence Williams, I don't know what happened to that he guy. But Nothing he happened. He's never been able to catch. If the, <laughs> well, not, if, if the ball he, hits him in the hands, of course he, he hurt the line. Of course he hurt the lines in a playoff game uh, three that's years true. ago. That's for sure. But you know, he's he plays hard. Uh, he, he blocks. I mean, he'll yeah. you know, he'll do whatever he needs. Hard hands. He cannot catch. He well, cannot Beasley catch can catch. Game. Beasley can catch. Yeah, Cole Beasley can catch. This year, he got a concussion that that Reds. And obviously, Witten still catches everything thrown. Yeah, Dez is fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Des Bryant's one of the more overrated players in the league. Uh, what you, what you've been saying for years, by the way, to give you credit. Um, what, what he is at this point, he's a really good red zone. Uh, red right. Zone see, see, that's what that's I mean. At least he does that. At least he is very good at going up for those balls. Those he does, he, can't, he balls. doesn't get open. Yeah. Um, you know, but and, at least and, he does and, that. And see, the lines don't have anybody that can do that. Passes. Yeah, we don't have anybody can at least that can do that. There's a threat in the red zone, which is why they're so bad in the red zone. Um, all right. Did you see any of that Seattle-Houston game? Well, no, because you were watching your game at watching. the same time. That game was insane. Um, yeah, I know. I kept, I, you know, they kept flashing back to you know, yeah. the highlights. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. crazy. I watched that game. I didn't really watch your game because uh, you know it's so funny. I was conditioned. I started out watching your game just because I'm, I guess, conditioned right for years and years. NFC East, Redskins, Cowboys, and I'm in, like in a gully washer, no less. Right, right, and bad weather. I'm like, oh, we're in the middle of an old gully washer. Yeah, as the great Keith Jackson would say. But I was like, why, why am I watching this game? So I flipped over. To the Seattle-Houston games, that was on, well, not that I need it because I have the ticket anyway, but it was on locally here anyway, and uh, that game was insane. I mean, by the way, I guess uh, Houston's quarterback's pretty good. Bravo, Browns. Well done. 
Well, wait, so, wait, so they've now traded away from both Deshaun Watson uh-huh. and Carson Wentz. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't need a quarterback, Aaron. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they did have Bernie Kosar <laughs> thirty right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had they had Brian Hoyer for a while. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sean Kaiser. Oh, yeah. Cody Kessler. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, they had, um, uh, well, Derek Anderson might still be about. Right? Yeah, that's true. Remember, he had that one good year for them. Um, who's, who's, who's the, the guy with the really funny name that they drafted? I think he was one of the guys that also got drafted ahead of Tom Brady that year. Oh, jeez, I can't remember now. I don't know. It was like some, not Tyler Thigpen, although they might have had him too. Um, what was the guy's name? Uh, I'm going to have to look it up at the break. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, and, and by the way, Jets, I don't care how good Jamal Adams is. You, you're a bunch of idiots, too, for passing on Deshaun Watson. I mean, when you need a quarterback, and again, we talked about this, I think, a lot. I did not understand. Oh, and by the way, the Bra- uh, the Bears. You don't think Chrissy Hacks is the, uh, is the answer? <laughs> and the Bears, too. I mean, you, 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 gave, you gave up half your draft to move up one spot when you could have just sat where you were and taken Sean Watson. I mean, and I, I didn't understand the lack of, of, of excitement, I guess, if you will, about pro teams about this guy. I mean, two years in a row he's in the national championship. Uh, played really well against you know probably the best college defense that produces a lot of pro players every year. Great leadership, like all his all his intangibles are I mean, through the roof. Something said for these for these uh, you know for these big time power five right uh, you know quarterbacks that produce much much like my quarterback right who twice my team tried to trade up for Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook and, right and, and failed and right had to, and had to settle at the end of the fourth round for for Dak. Listen, I you know and 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 this idea that oh well it's not a pro style offense. Uh, look at around at, at, at some of the more innovative and well-run teams in the league. Look at the, what the Chiefs do. That's not a standard pro-style offense. Look at what uh, Seattle does with Russell Wilson. That's not a standard. I mean, they they, they can throw out of the pocket and stuff, but you see they Russell is good driving the net. Oh, I know. I, he's something. impossible to sack. He he's a really good runner. He throws a good deep ball. I mean, as, but, as Phil Simms would say, you can't sack him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it's. So, I mean, it, it, this idea that, oh, well, he played in the spread and this and that. I mean, that, that's what the pro game is going to, to a lot of the pro game is now anyway. So, uh, I mean, I, I just – I never understood it. Anyway, that was uh, – it was a great game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Brutal loss for the Texans. And, by the way, I mean, I'll give Bill O'Brien credit for this because he took the loss on himself. So, I'm watching the game. Um, Houston gets the ball back. They are up – They're up four with, like, two-something. They get one first down. They get to, like, a third and three. And instead of throwing the ball and, and you know, watching him play great, right? Now, yeah, he did throw three interceptions, but he had four touchdowns of 450 yards or whatever it was. Instead of letting him get the first down, because then if they would have gotten a first down, the game's over, right? Seattle was out of timeouts. Mm-hmm. The game would have been over. It would have been under the two-minute warning. It would have taken a knee, victory formation, ball game, done. Instead of just letting the kid make a play and, were, and give him a run-pass option, right? Get him out of the pocket. Let him try to, you know, if it's not there, let him run for it. Whatever it is, uh, they did a lame handoff, give-up play. Didn't, of course, get it. And then punted and gave gave Russell Wilson way too much time. And then they had Houston. How much time did, uh, did they have when, uh, when they got the ball back? minute and 50 or something like that. So Plenty of time. Friend. It's an attorney. Yeah. It's an attorney for anybody. I mean, it, it, it's a ton of time. It's yeah. not... Uh, and with like yeah, thirty seconds, twenty something seconds left on a busted coverage, you hit you know, Mr. Softy, Jimmy Graham uh, down the seam wide open for a touchdown. <laughs> That's your guy. Oh man, do I can't can't stand that guy. 
You know why I can't stand him? And it's not his fault, obviously. But part of the reason Eric Ebron is on the Lions is because Joe Lombardi, who was the offensive coordinator for the Lions at the time, who advocated strongly for Ebron prior to that, was like the tight. He was like the off. He wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he's an offensive coach on the Saints staff when Jimmy Graham was there. And so he thought, oh, this guy could. And when Jimmy Graham, so he was, thought he thought Eric Ebron was the second coming of Jimmy. Graham. Correct, correct. Who was very good for the Saints and has not been nearly that good for since he's been in Seattle. Right. But uh, anyway, so um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, some World Series right after this. Here on a Halloween edition of Jamal About Sports, that of course was the specials with Ghost Town, keeping with the Halloween theme. That's another classic. Yes, it is. And uh, we are back, and I know you didn't see any of the college football. I just want to get to the Ohio State Penn State game really quickly. That's uh, also a no win situation for you, correct? Um, no, no, sir. No, sir. Uh, all Ohio State all the time. That's how much I dislike James Franklin. That's how mm-hmm. much I dislike Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've never been a Penn State fan, obviously. Um, and always kind of liked Ohio State because of my grandfather. Um, but then when Urban Meyer got there, you know, it made them much harder uh, for me to root for. Although, you know what? I have not found him to be as irritating in the in the last couple of years as, as I he, would agree with that as 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 he was in, and also there was the, a big part of my irritation with him also was when he was at Florida and the whole Tebow thing right all the right. Tebow mania so I mean listen Urban Meyer is pretty insufferable don't get me wrong but he, he hasn't been there's nothing that's jumped out at you the last no years. exactly I mean he's certainly no Nick Saban um, you know he's no Brian Kelly at Notre Dame so um, yeah I I, I mean I. So and and or is no joke. And the worst is James Franklin. I mean, forget it. Please don't even get me started on the Penn State head coach. Um, yeah, I've got a whole thing with him back when he was the offensive coordinator in Maryland. He was openly lobbying for Ralph Regan's job. Um, I mean, you know, and then he. Went I think their their running back could play for you guys, though, couldn't he? Saquon Barkley he could play for you, could he not? He's a great kid too. So I mean, I, I have nothing against him. Um, uh, the quarterback seems like a punk to me. I don't really like him very much, but the Saquon Barkley. Is a great player and a great kid. So, yeah, he could play for my Lions tomorrow, by the way, too. I think he might be able to get a yard on third and one. Um, but uh, in any event, that was a crazy game. That whole game changed. It was 35-20 uh, Penn State. Penn State was, I mean, Ohio State couldn't have got off to a worse start, right? Opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, turnover, I think, on their next possession. So they were driving the ball down the field pretty well. Uh, Barrett hits a receiver for like a first down. He fumbles the ball at the end of the run. Uh, Penn State recovers. Um, I mean, pretty much everything that could go wrong for uh, Ohio State did go wrong. Penalties, turnovers. I mean, they they looked awful. They kind of grinded, got back in the game at 35-20 though still. Get a block punt and set them up for a touchdown. They scored, got a stop, scored, you know, and then Barrett – by the way, was ridiculous in that game. JT Barrett, the Ohio State quarterback, I think he was 33 for 39 for 300 and something yards. And he hasn't exactly been known for his prof- no. prolific passing. 
No, he's more. He's been known up to this point really more as a runner than a passer. Um, but uh, and then in the fourth quarter, he was thirteen for thirteen for three hundred yards or something yeah. like that. He had a crazy good game. Um, so he may have even put himself in the in the Heisman uh, mix because Barkley. Um, despite the long kickoff return for touchdown, did not do much on the ground. That Ohio State D line is really, really good. Joey Bosa's Always little are. brother. Always are. <coughs> Excuse me, Joey Bosa's little brothers on that line. And how, good is, and how good is Joey Bosa? He's by excellent. The way. I talked about him last week on the show. Him and Melvin Ingram is probably the best uh, tandem in the league as far as pass rushers are concerned. Yeah. Chargers actually have a very good defense. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really good, fun, exciting game. Uh, the only bad thing is that with the TCU loss, now that vaults Notre Dame right into the mix now. Yeah, how, how is that possible? <coughs> I don't know. I'm not really I mean, sure. I guess they're good. I mean, they made mincemeat of USC. Uh, yeah, USC is not that good, though, I don't yeah. think, this year. Um, it was a disappointing year for the quarterback. He's not looked great, and that's why it's always, uh, you know, listen, you do it at your own peril to, to try to tank for guys before they even play a full year is the dumbest thing ever. You know, that's that's more of a, a media Function yeah, exactly. I mean, no, 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 no teams don't really do. No that. teams don't do that. I mean, maybe in the NBA, there's a little bit of tanking going on. The Sixers with them, they redshirt their their players every year. They're going to do it again this year, apparently, with the point guard out of Washington, hmm. Fultz. He's got a bad shoulder and he's not going to play for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah. So now Notre Dame's in the mix. Look, Georgia, who you know I always liked. Georgia blew out uh, Florida. I mean, they're they're in the mix right now. Right now, you'd have to say it's Alabama, Georgia. The winner of Alabama, Georgia is definitely going to go. The loser of that game could still go. Um, right now, Ohio State vaulting themselves back in the conversation. Penn State is not done by any stretch because it's only one loss, and if they win the Big Ten championship, uh, that could put them back in the mix. Oklahoma um, has two losses, right? Oklahoma, I yes, they lost to. No, they might have that, that only the Iowa State game. Yeah, so they're still in the mix now because Iowa State just beat TCU, who was previously undefeated. So now that loss to Iowa State doesn't look that bad because um, and Ohio State win. Oklahoma was actually the biggest winner uh, aside from um, Ohio State and probably Georgia on Saturday and maybe Notre Dame, but because. They beat OSU, and now OSU beat Penn State. So that OSU win for Oklahoma looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then the loss to Iowa State doesn't look as bad because Iowa State just beat TCU, who was previously undefeated. Right. So And now TCU is a ranked team, uh, even though they have two losses. I mean, not TCU. Sorry, Iowa State is now ranked, even though they have two losses. So Quarterback Ken Hill, not related to Giant Safety Ken Hill or pitcher Ken Hill, no? I don't right. believe so. I don't okay. believe so, no. Um Unlike Pat Mahomes, who was right. Pat Mahomes' son. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, back half of the season here uh, in college football. But um, for right now, I would love to see. I mean, Alabama is basically a fait accompli, right? It's a foregone conclusion. They're going to be in the finals, I'm sure. Yes. Um, I'd love to see Georgia upset them in the SEC championship game. Hopefully they don't stub their toe along the way. Um, and... Uh, even if they do, like if Georgia plays Alabama tough in the SEC championship game, I mean, maybe they, I guess there's. Pop- Think about that road for Georgia. You're going to have to probably beat them twice to win every, to win it all. Um, yeah, I guess they do That's play them in a regular season, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you'd probably because they're in different they're in different conferences though. Don't they, so they, don't they play each other? Well, that's you know that's a good question. Let's look that up. Should know. I would assume that they do, but you know, one's in the SEC East and one's in the SEC West. 
Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I checked. I clicked on ESPN, and you give me Apple. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, AJ McCarthy. Yeah, it did not. He did not get traded to the Browns. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right, Jamal. Stay, stay with stay it. Stay focused. Stay focused. Boy, my stay the course. My thousand points of light. Whew. Add in the his house, huh? Well, uh, yeah, I think everybody is, is developed ADD. technology. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start watching Black Mirror, man. You got you got to get on that. Yeah. Uh, why should I watch that again? Because it's a great show. Maybe. Maybe that would be why. What is it? Is, it, is that like a USA show or something? No, it's like Netflix. That? Oh, it's Netflix. Yeah. Black Mirror. I've yeah. not heard of it. Yeah, it's like a modern day Twilight Zone. Oh, that's right. You told me about it. That's right. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, and like where technology is leading us. That is one dark show. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You did tell me about that. All right. Good filler, by the way, out of you. Um, so they do not. Play. They do not. They, yeah, that's what. So, right. so George's road is home against South Carolina should be a win at Auburn. Tough game. And by the way, Alabama has to play Auburn too, and that's always you always kind of throw the records out there. And Auburn's not bad this year either. Home against Kentucky should be a win at Georgia Tech should be a win. I mean, it's a rivalry game. You got to contend with the Paul Johnson triple option over there. I, I, it's, it's tough, but they play him every year. They, they should know. Or, Georgia should make it through unscathed. They really should. I I, I could see them st- slipping up at Auburn. That could happen. Um, but I think even if they lose to Auburn, um, they still would win their uh, the SEC East, I believe, is what the conference they're in. So I think they still will get a crack at Alabama in the SEC championship game. Anyway, um, you know, you can certainly see an Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame – Georgia Final Four. I mean that that wouldn't be the it's four w- classics. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty good. Um, doesn't look like anybody from the Pac-12 is g- g- getting any sniff at anything because it's not a very good conference, not well thought of. And you know the Big Twelve, maybe Oklahoma. Um, they play Oklahoma State this week. It's a big game. Right. That'd be a big uh, win for them, but we'll see. Um, I you would be referring to Bedlam. Yes, they do call that Bedlam. That is true. Uh, World Series. So I'm going to guess you didn't stay up for that whole game Sunday night. I did. You did. I did, except wow. Except I fell asleep. <coughs> All right, so in the ninth inning, uh-huh. Dodgers are down three. Yep. I mean, I'm riveted, but I'm really tired. Uh-huh. And um, I just nodded off for a couple minutes. And then I, I, I wake up, and it's 11. It's 12. It's, um, 12, 12, 12 11. 12, 11. Um, so wait. With a run on first. Set the stage. So Dodgers were up 4 nothing. They were tied at 4-4. They were up 7-4. It was tied at 7. They went up 8-7. Uh, Astros tied it at 8. Astros went up... Uh, Astros then went up 11-8. 11-8. Dodgers hit a home run to get it to 11-9. Astros, McCann hit a home run to get it to 12-9. Dodgers scored 3 in the ninth on the Correct. pre home run to get it to 12-12. And got another, another 2-out uh, base hit to right. not get a run to tie the game. Right. So Puig hit a 2-run homer to make it 12-11. And then... Uh, 12 Yes, exactly. And then Taylor. Taylor, And then Taylor. I woke up just in time to see uh, Taylor's at bat. He he got the. He golfed that ball. Up uh, the middle. Yeah. To make it 12 12. Right. 
Only to have Kenley Jansen blow the game in the bottom of the yeah, 10th. The 10th, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, all, both, both bullpens are completely spent. Totally shot. Well, th- I mean, this is Major League Baseball now. Uh, we don't let guys go through three times through the order, even if they have pitching no hitters. Right. Um, let's let's tax our bullpen ridiculously uh, to the nth degree. Um Guys now basically don't have I mean, to run. Tito, Tito was, uh, got away with it last year. I know. Until, until that last game, and then it finally. Uh, right. You know. Well, and Madden, Madden did it too, and he right. just barely got away with it himself. Right. I mean, he, Some, he, somehow uh, Chapman, after blowing that, that, uh, that, that right. lead, somehow was able to get, get, the, get the side out the next inning. Right. I mean, it, look, it, it caught up to you guys in your series against the Astros too. Yes, it did. Um, I mean, you know, and, and it's, you can see it's cat. I mean, you, you could see, I don't know what Dave Roberts was doing Sunday night. You could see Brandon Morrow, who had haven't given up a home run all year. Gave up two home runs. He he had nothing. You mean AJ Hinch? You said I don't know what Dave Robertson. Or do you mean Dave Roberts? Oh, Dave. I thought you said, thought you said Dave Robertson. No, I don't know what Dave Roberts was doing yeah, right. by leaving Brandon Morrow right. in the game on Sunday night. He had nothing in the tank. Absolutely he, yeah, nothing. Just the three games before that. Correct. And, and he Yankee hadn't given fans, up. Way, Yankee fans should remember Brandon Morrow was the guy who the guy from the Blue Jays practically throw no hitter every time he faced them. Yeah, well, he walked like six guys, but he also had yeah, like no hitter him. stuff. He could not touch. Yeah, him. he was kind of AJ Burnettish in that way. Like good hard, guy the Yankees couldn't touch. Right, exactly. good hard stuff, right. but with control issues. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, it just again well, when they brought it, when they brought him in, I said I was like. Really? They're bringing him Well, in? and you know what? To be fair, and because people, by, by the way, and I think this is somewhat a, a function of, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, but most people I know cannot stand Joe Buck. I mean, they despise Joe I, I have no Joe problem Buck. with Joe Buck. I, I don't love him. Um, it's been 20 years. I, I need a fresh voice. but yeah. I, He doesn't bother me at all. But to, to, it's Smoltz I can't stand. But I, I have no problem with Smoltz. No, it's, you, 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 I know. You love the overanalyzation. I don't understand that. But anyway... Um, you know, it doesn't have enough downward t- tilt. Uh, he wanted to, and he says words that don't have anything to do with baseball either. The guy played for twenty years, and he uses phrases and terms that have nothing to do with baseball. Anyway, you know, into spin rate. Uh, oh my you're god! Into that? Please. Oh please. Anyway, um, uh, oh, so Buck, to be, to be fair, said, you know, if Dave Roberts had his druthers, I think he would like to not have to bring Brandon Morrow in. To this game, but now that they have the lead and not wanting to, you know, blow a game that you led once for nothing. I mean, Kershaw. I mean, yeesh. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he'd gotten past his postseason bugaboo uh, after the first game, but after the other, that that. But by the way, how good is Houston second baseman? How good is Altuve? Altuve is great. He's right. He's a video game. Correa is great. I mean, look. All I had to do, and uh, Altuve can actually thank me for this. All I had to do at the end of the season was say, you know, I might be a little biased, but. I would give I'd give the MVP to Judge over <laughs> well, Altuve. That's not that's all I had to say. That's not exactly a crazy statement to make, though. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much guaranteed this would happen. I mean, that's though. not that's not exactly insane to say. You would think Judge could probably edge out Altuve for the MVP, but I hear what you're saying. Um, but also, and here's the other thing: now nobody runs the bases anymore. Now we all celebrate like little leaguers now after every home run. I mean, I don't even know what sport I'm watching anymore. You're talking about Korea, Korea. Uh, everybody now, Springer. I, I mean, everybody with the with the histrionics. But it's both teams. By the Astros more so than the Dodgers. But I mean, I, I don't even know what sport I'm watching anymore. Yeah, you know, it, against the uh, against the Yankees, it didn't bother me that much. Yeah, it's just you know, my my my, my thought was 
If you don't like it, get the guys out. Well, no, I that's, know. That's a, that is a really good team. It's a really good team. But, I mean, basically this is beer league softball. I mean, we the baseball, they've had 120 World Series or something like that. And they've already shattered the record for home runs hit it's in a World Series. Yeah, and then we're crazy. not even we're, – we're now – where are we going? To game six tonight? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's – listen, I understand Houston's a hitter's park. Uh, but got you know, and I know it was a hundred degrees in that game in, in the dot that crazy game two in L.A. last week, and so I the mean, balls are flying out of there. That too, game was but insane. Two of the most, two of the craziest games you'll ever insane, see. insane. Now, now refresh my memory. Now I, I remember, and I could be misremembering. Yeah, like the greatest World Series that I can remember was that '91 series between the Braves and the Twins. Wasn't didn't, that, that seven? Was that was seven games. Didn't yeah. every one of those games? They were all like, they all decided by one run. All, all, I think if not all of them, a lot of them, and they all were like two one three two yeah. games. And, and of course, the classic game seven, where you know Jack Morris goes ten innings, right? And uh, Kirby Puckett got the hit off Charlie Lebrand, I think maybe. Well, he hit the walk off home in the night before. Right, he it right. To game that's seven. right. That's right. That's right. Um, those were that was a great. I, I, World I sort of remember that as being the best World Series. That was a pretty good um, World Series. This. The no, Philly, I, Phillies Blue Jays the next year was pretty good too. It drove Carter with the walk off right. home but that, run. But that went, yeah, yes, but that didn't go seven. That went six. But still, that, no, that was ninety three. Sorry, that was ninety three, not ninety two. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah that exactly. Was exactly. Yeah. Right. Like and didn't 15, go seven. Like fifteen, fourteen game, whatever that was. Right. Uh, but that didn't go seven. The the uh, two thousand one Yankees. Um, Diamondbacks, which was a classic, went seven. Yeah, three great games, but three of the four games the Diamondbacks won were, glo- were blowouts. blowouts. Yeah, so okay. it's like, yep. Uh, yep. you know, so no, I mean, listen, eight, I, I think I'm biased, but I, I would say '86 was a pretty damn that good World good. Series. Um, so with between Game Six and Game Seven, I, yeah, I mean, I just remember you know you win that ridiculous Game Six, and you go down three nothing in, in yep. Game Seven, and I remember watching I that, know thinking I didn't even I, it wasn't was, even I, nervous. Yeah, nor should you have been. Right. You know, and, and you know, at that point, man, I hated that Met team. So I know. Much. I was rooting for the Red Sox yeah, almost like it was the Yankees. Very hated. Think about that. Very, think about I, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Just think about that. It's crazy. Like I could not sleep after that game six. Yeah. That's how bad I wanted the Mets to lose. Very hateable team. And um, if you weren't a Mets oh, fan, God, understandable. Understand um, it a lot. And so, you know, so the Red Sox have that brutal game six. Yeah. Just got arrested, by the way. Yeah. I saw so it. after that brutal game six loss, you know, so. Red Sox go up three nothing. I mean, Gedman like hit a two run or whatever. Go up, uh, and I remember just thinking, this, this, this yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's no way they're going to win. Yeah. Well, There's the no Mets way. got. Yeah. The, the, I mean, Mets got the bases loaded. And Hernandez uh, singled or doubled home. I think two runs to make it three two. And I was like, all right, we're good. We're good. That's yeah. it. And then Fernandez came in and, and shut him down. And then Knight hit a home run later. And then yeah, and they, they they went on a roll. Uh, but this has been. I'm surprised. I honestly, yeah, I know you're not going to believe me. But I've said this. I said this on a prior solo show. I wanted to see Dodgers Yankees. I really did. I wanted to see that as the World Series. Um, but uh, I'm su- so I'm surprised. This has been pretty it's good. Been, it's been pretty it's entertaining. Been pretty damn good. It's been pretty entertaining. I have to agree. I mean, again, it's not. Just any, it doesn't resemble any sport that I'm used to watching. It's uh, entertaining, but but it is entertaining nonetheless. Oh, that I mean, Astro team is so good. Yeah, the Dodgers, no. Dodgers are great too. Well, their bullpen is horrendous, and it's I've been saying good. that yes, all year. Yes, I, I texted you. And I said this bullpen is terrible. I, you guys I, are going to be fine. Yeah. So, I, so in Game Four, when the Yankees were down four nothing, yep, they were down two games to one. They were about to go down three one. Yep, with the prospect of facing Verlander and Keiko. Yeah. So basically, you lose that game. Yeah. You're, you're done. Probably. You're done. Yankees down four nothing. Yep. 
Um, and you text me saying, yeah, don't worry about it. Their, their, their bullpen's terrible. Yep. <laughs> no, that, that Harris, he's pretty uh, good. Uh, and, yeah. uh, Harris and, uh, and Dubinsky, those guys are good because the Yankees didn't score. Because of course, the Yankees didn't score. Those guys all year. Yep. Uh, those guys are good. And you're like, yep. yeah, don't worry about it. And, yep. uh, you yeah. can vouch for me, right? I, and I, I first I guessed that. I said it before. I think before, Right when those guys came in, I said, don't worry about it. You guys are good. Bull, that Astros bullpen is terrible. Yeah, yeah. So the Yankees come back, you know, and then and, you know, then, then, then after you said they're, they're, you know, they're done after that. Right. They did lose game five. They so did. the Yankees were up 3-2, but then. Uh, yeah. I know. That is something about that. Uh, that, that I was gonna, about to say the Astrodome. Something about um, you know playing Minute Maid Park, or whatever the hell they call yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Enron Field. That team is pretty tough to beat. There, they are. They are. And and look, I I said this. And, on and, the and show. if you and if you if you're not going to hit Charlie Morton in a game set, well, you, know, you don't deserve to. You, you know what? I I just said I you know, my thing was you guys just ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, look, he pitched better than his line looked in that game in oh, Yankee yes, he Stadium. Did. He absolutely did. Right. And the first three innings when it looked like they weren't going to get a hit off him either. I'm like, right. really? this is another guy we're not going to. And, and then that Todd Frazier home run. I've never seen anything like that uh, in my life. I, I, that was a, a blooper to right field that somehow got over. I mean, I was literally I like, know. okay, is is that going to fall between second base and, and, and Judge? Like, yeah, I have no like, idea. Like, I have no or idea is, or is one of those guys going to? Ca- yeah, I mean, and even the Yankee hitting coach said, like, I wish I could say that, like, I. Told He's like he basically like closed his eyes, stuck his rear end out, and you know. I have no idea. How yeah. Um, but you guys just ran into a bus. So I mean, look, McCull- and McCullers uh, again, same thing. I mean, oh yeah, he couldn't touch him the regular season either. Well, and he was great in the in the, in the game he started, except the, the dopey manager had to yank him after he had he committed the mortal sin of giving a home run up to Aaron Judge because right. he doesn't hit home runs off anybody. And, and because he was the third time around the order, you know, well, I think I, I don't even think he had eighty pitches at that point. <sighs> yeah, I, I was I was like, yeah, okay, all right. I mean, so breathe the side. I was like, all right, yeah. Maybe we I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't these guys understand? Well, oh, I, I think I think people are going to start changing their changing their tunes. Well, now. but you know. A lot of this is based on analytics and stuff, but like yeah, well, I, I read, the these, analytics might have to change. Well, I know, and I saw this the other day. Like you know, Roberts did it the other night with Rich Hill too. But like Rich Hill's statistics are like third time through the order, hit the, the other team hits like two thirty off of him. It's not like it goes spikes up dramatically yeah. or something like that. Uh, it's very strange how. I mean, the way baseball is training him, mean, I, I, I heard Teixeira say it, and I, uh, somebody else said like. At this point, managers aren't even supposed to manage anymore. They just you know just go by the well, analytics. So basically, the game's just managing itself. Which which brings us, by the way, to Joey Looseleaf, as you uh, affectionately call him. I that do was, not he, was my understand guy. this at all. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. Listen, I, I give Gerard a lot of credit. I find him a little bit irritating, but that's only because I'm not a Yankee fan. If I were a Yankee fan, I don't see how you cannot like Joe Gerard. The guy, guy fights tooth and nail for your team. Uh, you know, listen, is every decision he make going to be right? Of course not. He's, he's, he's right much more often than he's right. <coughs> the guy cares. He has a great instinct for pinch running. Great instinct for his bullpen. I mean, I know the, I know the bullpen uh, was not great this year. I know that, you know, they're... Well, look, they just says that they, they, that they underachieved by about 10 games this year. I don't put that on the manager at all. Well, it's not his fault. Dylan Patances, you know, halfway. Yeah, sometimes he gets Steve Blast disease, and then sometimes he's lights out. That's not Joe Girardi's fault. Right. Then he became, became Rick Ankeel. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the guy lives and dies with every game. Yep. Just, that's, that's what I want managing my team. Well, this is every lost heart. He wanted to kill himself. Yep. After that, after the, you know, after the, the uh, you know, the, the, the Indians gaffe. I know. Um, you know, of course, you know, fans lustily booing him. Right. All right well, you, now, so now you're going to see. Now you're going to see. So spoiled. By the way, I mean. You're going to miss him. I would take Joe Girardi as my manager tomorrow. And this idea that, oh, he's too Goes intense. after umpires. Goes after umpires. Yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. fights tooth and nail for his team Constantly, he in post games he'll do it too. I, 
I, I don't understand what more you want out of a manager. I, I don't know. I and this know. idea, oh, maybe this might have been something personal. He's too and intense. I, this might have been something personal. It's not Buck Showalter from a million years ago. He's not I, that intense. I have to think there might have been something personal going on between him and the and the general manager. <laughs> I guess so. Getting along. Like I remember, there was some. Like, you could tell there was some. Uh, there was some issues like when they. Um, when they were forced to use Chris Carter at first base, who was in right. no way, no shape, no way, shape, or form, not a major league player, player anymore. And no. then they asked him, you know, why to keep running Carter out there? And his answer was, "It's what we've got." Right. Which I, you know, I don't think that sat too well with, with uh, Cash. Cash, you know, with the analytics were saying with you know how many he walks. He, right. Just, the guy got, couldn't hit. Right. And he couldn't play first base. Right. And he couldn't catch a throw to first base. Well, you know me so, with the analytics. Here, here, here's some analytics. My eyes. Yeah, I've been watching baseball for forty years. Sometimes my eyes can just tell me. I don't need. I don't need saber metrics to tell me if a guy's a good defender or not. You know. I mean. By the way, I just for fun, I looked at Chris Carter's like career numbers. I looked at his minor league numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he was in the minors a long time. Right. It's not like he was Babe Ruth in the minors. Like he like walked his own. Like his on base was always like over four hundred. Right. So struck out a lot, but like right. he was over three hundred. Like he was a monster. Yeah. I mean, you see AAA, that? not exactly major league guys, right. but you know. Anyway, getting off the track, um, I think this had this, this had to be a clash between. Well, obviously, there was got to be some person. And listen, he was there a long time. What was he there? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. that's a long time. Um, listen, love I, the guy. Love the guy. I, I thought he did a him. great job. Thank him for for his uh, for his ten years. It's <laughs> skipper of my squad. The year was great. The year you guys two years ago when you lost the one game playoff to the Astros, right? Which had no that, even being in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, that's 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 Terry Collins managing that Yankee team. You're lucky you win 75 games that year. Right. You're lucky, and he's grinded and extracted every ounce of every win that he could possibly get out of that team that no year. No business in the playoffs. None. And even the year they didn't make the playoffs, they still had a winning record, and they had no business having a winning record those years either. Exactly. If it wasn't for him. they overachieved like those last three years, they overachieved by about 10 games. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the guy did a, a hell of a job. Yeah, it, it makes me crazy. I, I listen, I wish I, – I mean, I'm glad the Mets finally went outside of the organization and this guy seems like a good hire. Obviously, who knows? Word on the street is it's, it's – we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. It's, I, it's, there's it's a lot to recommend him, right? Francona speaks highly of him and the whole pitching thing. And, you know, I listen, I get it. Uh, I would not have hated it at all had the Mets waited to see what the Yankees did with Girardi and the Mets hired Girardi. What? Oh, oh! God forbid somebody actually holds players accountable for once. It's not a freaking romper room all over the place. He ran a tight ship. I mean, and he never bailed on his players from the media. Uh, yeah, he was, he was. I know. Oh, but the, you know, the, the media, like like Andrew Marchant, he's had it in for Girardi for a couple of years. I don't know what his deal is. It, it's it's part. Because he wasn't like warm and fuzzy with the media, so these guys take it personal. I guess uh, it's, it's, it's I guess. absurd. Listen, I, I, the guy's a hell of a manager, and it's, it looks like he's probably not going to get a job this year, right? Because the Nationals just hired Dave Martinez. By the way, that was my Mets' number one choice was Dave Martinez. Is that right? Yeah. Well, for a couple of different reasons. The guy played in the league for a long time. He's a successful bench player. A lot of times, those bench players turn out to be good managers, right? Because they see the game a lot, they study the game, mm-hmm. um, they're constantly thinking about the game, and. And listen, I, I, I the, the whole you know sort of mad scientist routine with Joe Madden gets a little irritating at times. But to be fair, the guy is a good manager, and Martinez was his right hand man for a long time in Tampa and with right. the Cubs. So you hope he picked up. Something. So yeah, so I, I that he was, but of course he was not even on the Mets radar, not even on the Mets radar. Mm-hmm. They dumb lucked into Mickey Callaway. He's, I don't know even because they, you, do you know who the, the the final two choices were supposedly before Mickey Callaway blew them away with the interview? Who's that? Manny Acta. 
Oy. Worst third base coach the Mets have ever had. It's not Oy. even close. And that's saying a lot because the Mets have always said. Did, did he manage somewhere already? Oh, two-time loser already. Uh, Cleveland and um, the Nationals. Awful. Horror, horror show. Horror right, he did show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right, right. And the Nationals. Horror show. Never had a winning record. Yeah. So that's what I want is another two-time another loser like Terry Collins. Right. right. Except the only thing is he was not a total retread old white guy like Terry Collins was. He happens to be uh, Hispanic. Um, and then the other one was Kevin Long, which, listen, I, I would have preferred him. That's right. I heard of it. Although he he was uh, he actually might be in the running for the Yankees now. Yeah, although I heard supposedly uh, Cashman doesn't Rod, like I think, him. I think, I, think, I think Robbie Thompson might be uh, might be the. the I, I heard Cashman doesn't like him because he's too close to A Rod or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I read that anyway. I didn't hear it. I read it, but um, but and I wouldn't. I would have listen. I would have much preferred Kevin Long to Manny Acta. But I mean, again, has anybody noticed like the lackluster way the Mets play? Like, uh, we don't need another guy from inside the organization. Kevin Long might go on to be a very good manager someplace. I have nothing against Kevin Long, but, I mean, what a, it would have been yet another uninspired hire. So, at least he went outside the organization. A guy came from an organization that does things the right way uh, under a manager that's known as being one of the better managers in the sport. So, somewhat exciting. I'm, I'm somewhat uh, encouraged by that. Yeah. Hey, what do, you think of, uh, <coughs> what do you think of the third baseman and uh, the Papster in the booth? I think those guys are very good together. Um, and not the booth, you know. The, the yeah, the post game show with, uh, with Keithy. Yeah, I, you know, I got to be honest. Thomas, I don't know what Frank Thomas is doing. Yeah, well, he like never he's, gets he's the word. Kind of, kind of Nobody ever lets him talk. I, I know there's too many people there to begin. With. Well, that's true too. I, I don't really watch much of that too. So, but I, 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 I've read, actually pretty good. I've read that it's that, that, that it's kind of uh, entertaining. So. Um, the yeah. pastor is actually really sharp too. Yeah, like, no, he knows what he's I talking mean, at about. At some point, they are going to have Keenan Thompson on the on the show with him. They uh, have to. Yeah, that would like, be The funny. more you see, uh, you know, uh, Poppy talk. I mean, right. uh, uh, Keenan Thompson is dead on. Yeah, the guy from that so now he does do a very yeah. good Poppy. But uh, yeah, he and A Rod are actually really good together. Uh, yeah, I've honestly I've seen about three minutes of it. I don't really watch much of the post game, but but it's just amazing that uh, you know the, the, the third baseman does a really nice job there. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. He, uh, I'll give him credit. I mean, he's he, know, kinda, he knows. He knows. He knows, knows the stuff. Game. I mean, he, he he is of course a little bit disingenuous. The one thing I did read is is how much he was gushing over Keith Hernandez being added to the mix. Yeah, you were yeah, like five. What, what a huge fan he was of Keith Hernandez. Like, oh, I mean, I loved him. He would hit like ten home runs and driving, not, but still driving a hundred runs. Well, I don't think he ever did that. Number one and number two. If you grew up watching him, let's see. I was, I think, twelve when the Mets traded for Keith Hernandez well, he was, in nineteen eighty three. He's, he's and he's you're probably, forty. He's born, he's born like in seventy five. He's forty, right? right? And I'm forty eight. So he's eight all right, years. So he, all right, so he was still yeah. So he was four. Okay, yeah, well, he was just four when Keith Hernandez got traded right, to the so, Mets. But still, like mid eighties, he'd be ten. He'd be old enough, uh, right? He probably wasn't watching Keith Hernandez when he's wa- winning the batting title in seventy nine, right? Uh, with Willie Stargell, right? Anyway, you know, uh, you know, MVP, excuse me. Yes, yeah, he, he won he the batting did. title and won co MVP. He hit three thirty seven. Was co MVP right. with. Uh, I remember the the, uh, the 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 cover of Sports, Sports Illustrated. Who is Keith Hernandez? What is he doing hitting three forty four? Yes, exactly. Right, three forty four. Yeah, yeah, we're not old. Yeah, I know. All right, on that note. Uh, thanks for listening. Save the Knicks for another day. Yeah, we'll save the Knicks for another day. Let's see if uh, the three and three start uh, next week. They're not three and uh, eight or whatever. But uh, thanks for listening. As always, check us out on iTunes, uh, Twitter at Jamal About Sport, and on Facebook. Enjoy the sports for the rest of the week. Peace out.